Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast. Happy Father's Day, gents. We're so excited to do this episode. We are. Okay, so hold on. Before we get going, (laughs) I just want to say something to the dads out there. Thank you. Thank you. If you are listening to the Courageous Parenting Podcast, that to me is it, it's a sign that you are are wanting to be a courageous parent and we need a lot of courageous parents. And that's why we do it together, isn't it, honey? Yeah. I mean, we... It's for the dads and the moms. It's for both. But I just want to say thank you for Amen. Um, joining us, being a part of this movement um because your legacy is impacting the world your kids are impacting the world yeah you know and i also i just want to i just want to say good job for being intentional because a lot of dads dads out there are are not intentional and if you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time you would not have liked it if you weren't pursuing to be an intentional dad so that's right. And yeah. so you are definitely countercultural. Uh, you are defying what culture says about dads. Everywhere you look, media depicts them as dummies, bozos, uninvolved. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. So you guys don't know this about Isaac. Since it's Father's Day, I think I'll just <laughs> share a little side note. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going to be? So before Isaac started posting with Resolute Man, he had a little bit of a hard time coming up with the name for the ministry that he felt like God was pushing him into. Mm. You remember this? Do oh, you, yeah. Do you remember some of years. the names? Do you remember some of the names that you came up with that Warrior you were wanting? Warrior Refined. Warrior Refined, because he was like, men, we need to rise up. We need to be warriors. We need to be refined. But, but there was actually really an interesting one because Isaac was so frustrated with how the society would depict dads that he was like that's it i'm gonna create a brand called irrelevant dad not relevant dad irrelevant dad (laughs) and and he was like i'm so sick of this dads are relevant today and he was gonna he was gonna create a brand that was irrelevant dad just to get people to come look because if you're trying to be relevant in today's world if you're trying to be relevant, match up to today's world, you're actually doing it wrong. There's a problem. Hey, didn't you just write an Instagram post about yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know exactly what I said, but if we're if we're trying it's to true. fit in, we're losing. And we're not actually living biblically if we have I mean, if if other Christ followers are like rooting for us, right? Yeah. That's different. But if the world thinks that we're attractive, then we're doing something wrong. And I would say the Christian church at large um, you know, we don't always want to fit in either. And so, you know, it's bride of Christ. We love the church. Don't get me wrong. But, um, but the culture in the greater church is not necessarily super Christian. You know, it's interesting because I was just talking to someone today, actually, um, that's in our neighborhood and mentioned that we had a church that we were planting and she was like, Oh, what religion? And I said, Oh, we're Christian. And she's like, what kind of Christian? And I was like, 
biblical. <laughs> We're just Christians. We read the Bible and we preach the Bible. And we try to live what the Bible says. And she's like, wow, now wait a minute. That's really refreshing because everybody has like another like, do de- you call them denominations, right? And I was like, wow, interesting. Yeah. That people are like, there's the, the denominations. There is an aspect to them that creates some kind of division. But, you know, as Christians, you guys out there are just trying to live out the Bible. Let's be biblical Christians. Biblical dads. Biblical dads. <laughs> and uh, you are far more. The first point I have for you guys today is you are far more than provider. And I know you know that. Mm. But... I think we all need to hear that because so many times it can feel like that's all the world wants for us. That's all our family wants from us. And it's just not true. And if you fit into that groove even a little bit, then you need to jump right out of that groove into the path God has for you because God has made you a king. Why do I say king? Not a queen. (laughs) No. No. A king. (laughs) A king. You're a king of your family. And what I mean by that is you're a leader. And God appointed you pastor of your home, leader of your children, to cherish and encourage and take care of and provide and build up your wife and to be a team with her, equal in value, but Mm -hmm. with different roles. Mm -hmm. I think it is so important. And that is much more than providing. You're the spiritual leader of your home. And you may not feel like it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but hopefully this episode helps you. I'm excited to just ask you some questions randomly throughout this podcast asking you about you know your childhood and Uh-oh. and you as a dad so hopefully you'll um, there'll be a little bit more relating that goes on in this podcast too for some of you guys out there um, but one of the things that I think is really important regarding more than providing the Bible does say that it's worse than being an unbeliever to not provide for your family that I'm glad you brought that up because it's very important to provide but you're more than that that's right. You're far more than Mm -hmm. that. And your family needs way more than that. Yes, we need physical needs, but how much more do your kids need the spiritual? That's right. So you are more than a provider of physical things, but you also provide many other things. Yeah, absolutely. You're providing spiritual leadership. Well, I want to, and I want to teach you about King Hezekiah. He's often not talked about too much. You hear about David, Saul, you know, you hear about King Solomon. All these kings, right? The great mm-hmm. kings, uh, and not so great sometimes. And uh, but Hezekiah, I've been studying Hezekiah. I'm giving a sermon on Hezekiah uh, for Father's Day, Lord willing. Uh, someone else might pop up with a sermon the way we do church, and that mm-hmm. would be awesome. But um, but I've been preparing this, and just incredible uh, king. Let's let's read his. By the way, King Hezekiah feared God, followed God, and his father did not. His father was a ruthless king, a horrible king that brought idolatry into uh, the promised land. And so you really want to check this out, especially if you don't have the background uh, that you want to have lead with your kids for a new legacy. So 2 Kings 18, uh, 5, it says, He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among 
all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. And he subdued the Philistines. Do you know the only other king that ever subdued the Philistines? Well, you probably know. Mm-hmm. You know David, David. and Goliath's story, yeah. right? So he's the only other king that did. And uh, and so that's really powerful. He also, when he did that, he created an independent nation for Judah. Back then, by the way, Israel was up here. Uh, the promised land got split into two. And then Judah's right below it. And Assyria was coming in. And because King Hezekiah trusted the Lord when his enemies were coming in to take him out, God protected him. But you know what? Israel, right above Judah, not protected, got wiped out because that king did not trust in the Lord. And so what kind of father do you want to be? Now, you're the king of your family. So you, we're in a world that is that where the enemy doesn't want your family to be biblical, doesn't want you to spiritually lead, wants to destroy your family. And when you proclaim Christianity and you are diligent in raising your kids, you have a target on your back. And so you have to be the kind of leader that actually leads and trusts God with real faith and walks it out on a daily basis, walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. It is crucial, like King Hezekiah did. And so you are the spiritual leader and you need to build deep relationships with your kids and show them that active faith. Mm. What do you think about that, Ange? It's good. I think that there's um, probably some dads out there that are wondering what that looks like on a practical level. Like, you know, they they have the heart. The heart is there. Yeah. They want their kids to follow the Lord. They want to provide that kind of refuge that King Hezekiah obviously was able to provide and so it's a challenge for them to be trusting in the lord right because that's the first step but we're going to go over some other scriptures today that are going to give some really good context and maybe even some exhortation and challenges um, for the dads who aren't actually taking active verbal um role in teaching their kids about the bible right yeah and so i would like to ask you a quick question though were you raised reading the Bible and knowing the Lord's commands? Um, and what was your upbringing? Did you just, are you just following what you grew up with or? Well, I, you know, no, absolutely not. And just real quick about my past, my real father, blood father, I, I should say, uh, I never met. Um, and was largely raised by my mom a lot of the time. And when I was younger, um, but I have another dad. He's an amazing, amazing guy uh, in a lot of ways, but not a spiritual leader when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up without the faith mm-hmm. and didn't know the word of God and had maybe too much freedom in my life, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So definitely not. This was something that a year before we got married, I became a believer and uh, just realized quickly that you know, I need to be the spiritual leader mm-hmm. uh, through learning what the Bible says and having good godly mentors in my mm-hmm. life. So you didn't have like a, a father figure that you lived with for most of your childhood and upbringing, right? Yeah. I could, later in my teenage mm-hmm. years, uh, yep. there was some of that, but not, not too much. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I'm asking you this is because I bet there's a bunch of guys out there 
who had a similar experience to that. In fact, I think that our generation, I remember even growing up in a big high school. I mean, there was like 365 in my graduating class. And I can only remember like three or four, maybe a handful of other kids. And I knew pretty much everybody that I, because I'd grown up with them. There were only a handful that their parents weren't divorced. Yeah. And so, you know, what would you say to those dads that when they were a child, they were a child of divorce. Uh, and they're like going, hey, how do I do this differently? How do I leave a legacy that you're talking about? How do I be a king when I didn't see a king? So it's it's very simple, actually. And you are you might argue with me that it's simple. But when you become a believer, mm-hmm. you have the Holy Spirit. and But we need to walk in the Spirit and you need to be seeking. And if you desire to be a spiritual leader and a godly man, then you're going to be listening to sermons on podcasts. You're going to be diligently seeking out an older man that's godly, a biblical man that can mentor you. You're going to be diligently reading the scriptures. And I'm just going to tell you, there is no excuse. It doesn't matter what your background is. God will redeem it mm-hmm. if you ask him to. Yeah. And so I would pray and ask God for wisdom in leading. And it is God's heart that you're leading your family. And so there is no excuse. And if you're traveling and you're gone here and there, well, you just need to embrace the times you're home and then you can leverage technology uh, and do things through video chat and so forth. There's always a way to lead. And sometimes if you're gone, that's equipping your wife and encouraging your wife to lead while you're away and stepping in when you're home. Mm -hmm. But there's always a way. That's good. I remember when we had our first child. Yeah. She was actually the first baby that you had ever held. Yeah. Now, as a dad, did you have fear of like the responsibility? Tell me about that for a minute. Oh, I mean, it was exciting. It was super exciting. Um, I suppose there might have been some fears uh, around it. One of the things I have learned at an early age, though, is to embrace whatever God gives me. And so when there's a little bit of fear, I just go, well, God Mm -hmm. didn't give it to me so that I would fear it. He obviously trusts me, but I need to grow. And so in that moment when I have a new child and it's all new to me, Mm -hmm. I just have this message inside me that I need to grow Mm -hmm. and I need to step up. And I would say every time we had a kid. Right. <laughs> uh, Step awful. up in all things, even providing it was just, you know, it's like all of those things that a dad takes on. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm just speaking from a mom's experience. I feel that pressure, not pressure, but that need to have to grow my capacity more. And unfortunately, too many men don't grow. They kind of stay the same. And if you stay the same, your family's going to get hurt by that. We are called to continuously grow spiritually, mm-hmm. step up and have our capacity grow. And the things we complained about in our minds five or six years ago, we shouldn't, should be so simple and easy today because our capacity has grown. And if we still have the same problems, then we might need to grow. Yeah. I mean, we always need to be growing, right? The Bible says, ask, seek, knock, and the door shall be open unto you. Yeah. And I think that as moms and dads, 
this is, you know, this is a powerful message for, cause there are moms out there that haven't been raised being able to see what biblical motherhood or biblical mm-hmm. wifehood looks like either. And it would be easy for any of us to use that as an example, um, as a scapegoat, yeah. right. Or an excuse, a justification for not knowing what we're doing. Yeah. But the reality is, is if we have this, we have the manual. That's right. So we actually don't have an excuse. It's just a matter of us reading it and praying and seeking guidance for that. So I'm going to read Proverbs 4, verse 2 and verse 11. This is very interesting. So in in Proverbs, we have wisdom literature here, okay? And this scripture actually gives us some insight and some questions to ask, right? So as dads, since today is a message for dads, but moms could be asking this question too, do I do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a father saying, hear my children, the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. So we're in Proverbs chapter four. Here's verse two. For I give you good doctrine. What's the question that we should ask? Am I giving my kids good doctrine as the spiritual leader? Am I giving them? And, you know, wives are spiritual leaders, too. Husbands are gone. Teach your kids the Bible, of course. Right, right. I think that it's an important thing that we we can't give good doctrine if we don't know it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like that same thing. Like we talk about memorizing scripture or having the word written on our heart, but you can't recall something if you haven't read it. Right. Right? You can't give good doctrine if you don't know good doctrine. And you don't know good doctrine unless you just read this. Yeah. Now, let's not overcomplicate it, okay? If you're not used to reading the bible you're not used to teaching the bible <laughs> okay that's so, true yeah but you can simultaneously start doing both mm-hmm. and what actually will get you to read the bible is committing to teach your kids the bible and so just start simple pick a book of the bible and start reading a little bit through it on a daily basis or the days you can do it morning or night there's another podcast episode on how to teach how to do bible time with your family so we won't mm-hmm. go deep into that yeah but definitely listen to that but you can do it even see what's powerful is you could read a whole children's book and it will have almost no impact compared to reading one sentence in the word of God and having conversation because and having conversation about it. That's how powerful it is. And you won't realize how powerful it is. Sometimes at first you'll just read it and you don't realize how powerful it is until the discussion starts with your kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you're like, wow, that was rich. Yeah. So here in, Chapter four, we read verse two in Proverbs, but now we're going to read verse 11 and ask another question. You ready? So in verse 10, he says, hear my son, receive my sayings and the years of your life may will be many. We want our kids to have many life, like many years, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And that goes into Deuteronomy that says, honor your mother and father, which is the commandment with a promise mm-hmm. that you're you'll have a long life yeah and it's interesting that god gives us those promises that we can bank on yeah. right because our parents parents love our children yeah. that's one thing we all have in common we all want what's best for our kids we all love our kids we don't want to see them suffer harm we want to see them live a long happy life mm-hmm. with as least amount of trials as possible, right? Yep. But we also want to see them enjoying life and living their life on purpose for mm-hmm. the Lord because that's when they really are experiencing his presence in their life. Yeah. There it, there's a different kind of thriving that occurs when they're living for him versus for themselves. Yeah. And so um anyway, it's just it's exciting to see that in Proverbs here it's saying if you listen to my words, your life will be many. 
Okay, and then it says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths. What question do we ask? So you want to be able to say that once they're 18. I taught you in the way of wisdom. And it's Can not- Can you say that? Yeah, and it's not just that one conversation where you taught them about sex. It's not just the all the ways uh, the football teams play and the players and the scoreboard. No, I mean, listen to verse 12 that says- spiritual wisdom. Right, it says, I have led you in right paths. Many paths, because life is about many different things, right? When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. Mm-hmm. When you run, you will not stumble. Amen. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. See, so it's do not enter the path of the wicked. That means a dad has like shown his child that's the path of the wicked. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Right? Go this way. That's right. So, so we'll dive more into this in a second from two last points that are very practical mm-hmm. and meaningful. But real quick, the way we fund the ministry, a big way, uh, besides donations, which mm-hmm. is amazing, the people oh, have been donating. Can I just say thank you? We've, yeah, it's been incredible. We've been really blessed. Just to even... I mean, we were encouraged to put a donate button on the site by... You Someone guys. asking, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and and we did, and then asking. some of those are coming in, and it really is making a difference. We're full time ministry, all out mm-hmm. to impact one million families in their legacy. So thank yeah. you. But in addition to that, uh, we have a free workshop, mm-hmm. which obviously that doesn't help us financially, but we mm-hmm. do love giving back and giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Eight practical steps to being a courageous parent. But what it does help us with is it educates you also at the very end on the parenting mentor program. Mm-hmm. So hit the link at courageousparenting.com on podcasts and you can get all this, the show notes and so forth. But also let's listen to this couple that went through the parenting mentor program, which is an investment that's so worthy. And you got to hear from these guys right now. Hi, my name is Carrie Foss. My husband and I have three kids, ages six, three, and one, and we have our fourth on the way. And I just wanted to share a little bit about our experience with the Courageous Parenting Mentorship Program. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. There's so many families who never take the time to take all of the knowledge that they've gained over their over their many years of parenting and make it available to people who are behind them, who have younger kids and who are learning as they go. And what they have done is they have not only taken what they've learned, but they've taken what they've seen in the scriptures, what they've seen in families who have been raising their kids biblically all around them. And they've packaged it in a six week program where you're not only able to learn from them, but you're able to search out in the scriptures yourself, see what God's word is saying in the context of parenting, and then have practical tips on how to apply it. It is awesome. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Search it out for yourself. Discuss it with your spouse. Here's how to apply these different things. Here's how we've applied it. And here's how we recommend you apply it. It has been life-changing for us. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart, which is what we know Christ really cares about, our hearts and the hearts of our children, and how to pursue our children's heart and how to model for them the love that we have for Jesus in our parenting. It has been transformational for us. I'm so grateful that the Lord put it on their heart to invest their time in this program, in their podcast, um, and just the intentionality that they have, the wisdom that they have, and their their ability to pull out God's word and in very 
simple, clear to understand terms, say, this is what this looks like. This is what this is look like for us. And this is what this could look like for you. So I highly recommend it. Definitely like one of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year. And I could not recommend it more to my friends, to family, to all of you. Okay. I hope you check it out. Wow. Awesome. Love what God is doing. So uh, the second point is dads, we need to fear God. Mm -hmm. We need to be completely surrendered to God in a visible way. And those of you that say, oh, my faith is private. Mm. Where did we get that idea? Mm -hmm. That is not biblical to have a private faith. It's true. It's, we are a very, it's a public faith. If your faith is private, what good is it to edifying your team, Mm -hmm. your team or your children, your wife? You're the spiritual leader. And so we need to have a public faith. And it might take getting some used to and working that muscle. Just like when we're exercising, working out, we tear muscle and that's what causes it to grow and it's painful the next day. That's okay. It's progress and it might be painful a little bit, but you know what? We need to be public. So Proverbs 14, 26 says, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Yeah. And his children will have a place of refuge. Amen. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. It's so important. And how we were parented is nowhere near what's needed to parent kids today. They have access to technology at their fingertips when they're a little bit older. And the the, the kids around them are talking about all kinds of crazy things potentially. Uh, depends on how you're protecting them when they're younger, which we highly recommend. <laughs> um, and easing them into those other relationships as they're older and equipped. But it is really important as we launch kids in this uncertain world. The culture is going is unfortunately winning the hearts of so many families, children coming from Christian homes. It shouldn't be that way for your kids. And you have so much influence. A big failure of leadership in the world is we underestimate the power of our influence. Dads, don't underestimate the power of your influence. And you know what? Your example in truly fearing God is key. And there's some attributes to this is trusting God when things get hard. Do you trust God that he will pull you through or do you trust your own efforts in everything you do? See, if we overtrust ourselves, we glorify ourselves to our kids. We need to overtrust God so we're glorifying Him and pointing our kids and our families to God so they trust God. That is so crucial. This is your verse. So in 1 Corinthians uh, 16, 13, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. Brave, strong, courageous. You know what gives you courage? You know what gave King Hezekiah courage was his faith. Because he knew God was going to provide, he stood up. He was the only king in the surrounding areas to stand up against the Assyrian king. And because of that, God honored him with that faith. Do you exhibit that kind of faith? When you have the business failure, when finances are hard, when other stresses are on your life, do you show that faith? Do you let your family in Mm. so they can experience God working through the solutions? It is so important. So that's where courage comes from with a strong faith. And if you don't have courage, you might not have strong faith. And you know what? We need courage for sometimes, both the dads and the moms, is to not fit in. (laughs) 
We seek so much. Our flesh seeks so much to fit in yeah. and to not um, hurt relationships and to uh, you know look like everybody else so that that we can have connections with other people and there's nothing wrong with having connections with other people but not at the sacrifice of holiness not at the sacrifice of righteousness not the sacrifice of protecting your family and leading your family mm-hmm. what do you think about that i i know that i struggled with it i mean you know i've yeah. shared this on the podcast before that i struggled a lot with being a people pleaser and um it wasn't that I did what others did if I knew that it was wrong. It was that I had a hard time standing up against the unrighteousness and verbally proclaiming the truth for many, many years. Yeah. And I honestly, just in raising my kids like and 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 trying to be faithful with what I knew was in the word and having mentors in my life encouraged me a ton. So moms, if you don't have a mentor, Isaac already spoke this word of exhortation to the guys, get a mentor, get an older man in your life. If you are a younger man and, and and even if you are an older man, we still have people who are a decade older than us speaking into our life, walking in life with us. And we have never had a season in our life where we didn't have that. That's true. Praise God. But we also sought that out. And so a a huge portion of who we are today is because we were encouraged to keep the faith and to be faithful. And we clung on to the more mature, spiritually mature believers Mm -hmm. who were humble and were not saying, hey, do everything I'm doing, but they would just dig into the word of God and talk about how it applied to them and even shared some of their struggles, shared the weaknesses. And I'm just sharing a weakness that I had. I don't think you struggled with that particular weakness as much as I mm-hmm. did, but I definitely did struggle with being a people pleaser and letting it um, affect my evangelism. Letting it negatively impact, um, even just to be honest, being confident in my mothering when the kids were really little, I struggled a lot. Do you remember this? Yeah, struggled. Oh, are we doing this right? I even struggled with us going towards homeschooling. I thought that was going to look bad. I thought people that homeschooled were Were weird weird. and things like that. And so that was just an area that we felt convicted in. and everybody has different convictions God's putting on their heart. But right. That was one for us. And but just I remember even that. Like, even like there's little different life choices. And now listen, guys, like so this is the thing. Like you have to make these life decisions yourself. Everybody has different circumstances, yeah. family situations. I mean, even like where they live, schools are different everywhere, right? What's being taught is different. Like you may have a very unique situation. I have no idea. Circumstances are different for everybody. But we have made decisions in our parenting just like you have or you will have to regarding sleepovers and um, video games, what kinds of movies we allow, what kind of music we allow, what kind of curriculum we use. Who they're spending time with. I mean, even like vaccinations. I mean, we can list the plethora of lifestyle decisions that parents have to make out there. And to be perfectly honest with you, pick one. That they could all be controversial. And dads, I'm telling you, if you're going with the flow of normal Christian decisions, uh, there's some decisions you're probably making that aren't the best. And you're probably being 
silently passive. You have a little tug at your heart, but then you're like, oh, but you know, but so and so is doing it, and but so and so is doing it, okay. and I'm friends with the dad, and I, I don't want to make him feel bad. I if used I don't to do, do that it. when I was younger, and and I just love it. I want my kid to do it, or even in the name of wanting to be attractive. Well, we'll homeschool, but. I, I don't want to be those homeschoolers, so we're gonna we're gonna still let the kids do video the really harsh video games or whatever because I don't want those relationship ties to be totally cut off or like you, you I'm sorry like when it comes to that kind of stuff you just can't dabble with a little bit of sin right like if there's pornography in it say no right if there's yeah. pornography in the movie you got to say no to going to the youth group gathering or whatever it is or the high school movie night so i and, challenge yeah. i challenge you dads think about yourself your your spiritual leadership the decisions you make and what you're just going along with or not and ask yourself where am i being passive and we must reject passivity for the sake of our families in your legacy we must lead unapologetically why does that need to be said because leading biblically stands against the culture and in some places even some churches so yeah. leading biblically is really important standing for biblical truth Right. Really knowing what the Bible says and imparting that knowledge and wisdom upon your kids. So when they're 18, you can say, I gave you the wisdom. No, it's so good. It's what we were talking about in Proverbs. But I do want to just say, like, when it comes to those life decisions, like you and your husband, you need to make those decisions in alignment yeah. together and not allow uh, what other people have done or what other people's opinions are. You need to pray, yeah, potentially fast over some of the decisions. Dig into the word of God and seriously, the only person you answer to is God. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you need to be able to say, "I pointed you down the right path." And if you're like the if if you're treating your wife like she's the assistant and you're the CEO, you have it all wrong. Okay? You're not the CEO that delegates spiritual leadership to your wife. You're not the CEO that delegates all the tasks and does whatever you want. You're the leader that digs in the trenches and does life with your family. And yes, you work full time and you're busy and all those things. And you're exhausted when you come but home from work. But it doesn't matter. But your you kid can needs discipline. You can sleep in heaven. And that's extra biblical, by the way. I don't, it doesn't say that anywhere. No, but it's just Bible. a term that we've used because we are pouring ourselves out like a drink offering. Yeah. Right? And, and leadership is servant leadership. So when you get home and you're in the car, instead of thinking of exhausting you are, thinking about I can't wait just to do what I want to do, you think instead, you put aside your burdens on your shoulders, you ask for God to put those aside, and you ask for God to give you wisdom and energy to go in and lead and ask your wife right when you go in or in a phone call on the way home, what do you need help with with the kids? How can I influence them? Give me the intel I need to influence them before they go to bed so that tomorrow is even better for you and the kids. Hmm. I have a really beautiful verse that I want to share. It's in Proverbs 21. We weren't planning to share yeah. this, but I just as you were saying that, it says the king's heart. Mm. So in this context, the father, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying you were the king of your home. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. The Lord can turn your heart wherever he wishes. 
Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Mm. I just think that's, think about that for a minute, you guys. And then also, Isaac, you know, it, it even says here in Proverbs 20, verse 11, it says, even a child is known by his deeds, whether he does what he does is pure and right. Yeah. Like we are all at the end of the day yeah. gonna face that judgment. And so we need to have like working out our faith with fear and trembling as parents, right? And I just, this has just been a really rich time of talking about fatherhood, but at the same time, I can't help but think about how much impact fathers have on the future mothers of tomorrow. It is huge. Because on the, the mothers. mothers are spending like, quantity time usually yeah. like way way more quantity time than dads usually like if they're gotta, in biblical roles yeah dads you got to date your daughters and you got to hang with your sons you got to cultivate deep relationships and how do you do that you got to get beyond surface talk and ask deep questions ask how am i doing as your father oh that's the hardest question how can to ask. i be a better dad how can i be a better dad what do you need and you should already know what they need but that's okay to ask sometimes, but just ask questions. Let silence exist until they talk. Sometimes we're too quick to talk after we ask a question. Just let it sink in. It also says in Proverbs 27, 20 verse seven, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. If you walk in integrity, your children will be blessed. I've said this before, but you're like the, mm. the captain of a ski boat. You're in a channel and your kids, your wife's in the, the back of the boat kind of giving you pointers on what's going on. And the kids are on the skis. And if you get a little distracted, you have your beer in your hand and you get a little distracted and you go a little bit to the right. Well, guess what? You swing those kids and they might hit the rocks. So you swing just a little bit in your integrity and you hit, your kids may hit the rocks. Okay, they need you to be the hero. There's a lack of heroes in this world. That's your job. You need to do it. You need to step up and lead because you can't count on the pastor to be the hero. God made you to be that hero, that spiritual leader. And you know what? Your legacy is at stake. You think you just have two kids, three kids, five kids, eight kids. Well, you know what? If you have three kids, six generations later, that's 365 children if everybody has an average of three kids. If you taught that children are a blessing and everybody had an average of three kids, 365, six generations later, are you really parenting three kids? You are parenting a generations, multi-generational impact, and you can create a new legacy that surpasses what's ever been done in the past in your family genealogy and history and you can proclaim it for the lord and glorify god through what you're doing and no matter what your work is the greatest impact you'll ever have is what you do leading your family and through your children if you allow god to use you in that way so let's get a vision for it okay that's number one under leaving a legacy is a vision and that comes with you and your wife meeting and we do this all the time and you feed the vision as well. And we're a team. And that's the second point. You've got to be a team with your wife. If you team up with your wife and do it together and understand each other's biblical roles and get that right, just read the Bible about that. You guys will experience so much blessing. Your marriage will be incredible. The most powerful team that exists is the marriage team. If you allow it to be, and it can have such an impact. And finally, don't let your ambition for your work 
hurt your number one mission, which is your family. They should catalyze each other, not be at odds with each other. But you may need to rise. And if things are hard, it's not uh, it's not about getting upset or getting frustrated. It's about asking God to help you rise up and grow. And that really is what it is. Don't you think? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I just am excited for the dads. You know, after listening to this, hopefully they realize, wow. So all this time I thought maybe Isaac came from like, he, he's been he's been watching men his whole life being pastors, right? Or being the spiritual leaders of their home. If he can do it, I can do it. Amen to that. You can do it. And if you feel a little convicted during this episode, it's okay. It, we want you to be encouraged, but we also want you to improve. Because you know what? I feel convicted. We can I'm not all perfect improve. at this. Yeah. I am constantly daily trying to do better. And sometimes I fall. Sometimes I get a little angry at the kids. And I need to listen to our last podcast episode. <laughs> sometimes I don't read the word and teach them during Bible time. I miss a day. And I don't feel good about it because it's something I made a promise to do. And you know what? Let's just try and do better every day. And let's ask God to help us do it. And remember, all of this is not for works to get to heaven. God does the salvation, our salvation, right? He's at work with that. We have to have the faith, but it's our jurisdiction to raise our kids so that they grow closer to God. Mm -hmm. And it is up to the kids to have their own relationship with God. But you have the greatest influence. You and your wife have the greatest influence of anybody they'll ever be in their life to help them understand who God is and have that relationship. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you had a great Father's Day. We are praying for you and we'd love to hear feedback. Absolutely. So leave us a comment, a five-star rating, and hey, connect with us on social media. You can find Isaac at Resolute Man. You can find me at Courageous Mom. And we also have our Instagram at Courageous.Parenting. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.